There we go. Good morning. Hello to everyone in the building. Hello to everyone watching online at home. Normally those watching online at home include my parents back in Salford, but they're here today in the building. So any complaints, uh, head them over to Jill and Marvin at the back. Um, yeah. Great, we're going to open God's Word. Uh, we're going to be heading to Acts 2 in just a minute. Isn't it precious to gather and to, to be in the presence of God, whether that's in our homes, spread across wherever we are, or whether that's in the building, it's precious to be in His presence, isn't it? How we need Him. I was reminded afresh of uh, how much we need God this week, how much we need Him to be stirring. I had a, um, a, birthday, a late birthday gift, it often happens, uh, I like to gather little different bits of money from different people and see how much I've got to spend on some little treats after my birthday, my birthday's 5th of May, so sorry you've already missed it. Uh, and so I finally accumulated my very vast wealth from the different uh, brothers and sisters and long lost relatives, and, and I bought myself a speaker, I love music, so I bought myself a little, one of these kind of Wi-Fi speakers. And it was delivered on Friday. Uh, it was delivered by a man called Samuel. Uh, and as he came to the door, and he's, you know, he, for some reason he was early, so he, was, he stood there, and for some reason, interesting. Um, he was stood there, and he, um, he just put the pa- package down, and his little machine that he was using wouldn't let, me, wouldn't let him sign for it or say it had been received until the time that happened. So he was stood there waiting for a bit, and the longer he was waiting, the more children gathered at the door um, around my legs kind of thing. Um, and he was slightly taken aback as more and more gathered. He thought it was a, perhaps an orphanage or something. <laughs> and, this, uh, and, and we started talking about the speaker, and the, you know, we were excited about um, our baker boogies, which is, again, another thing I've inherited from my wonderful parents. Uh, so we like a good boogie in our house, and, and so we're excited about the speaker, and the man starts talking about what we're going to boogie to and the, and the music, stuff like that, and he su- suggests a few kind of songs, and I was like, maybe a little bit of gospel, just checking him out, a bit of Jesus music, uh, just threw that one in, and he was like, oh yeah, yeah, I love, I love all that stuff, love all that stuff, and I was like, are you, do you still, are you still singing songs to Jesus then? And he was like, no, I, I, I used to, but then I just, I just lost it all a little bit, I lost it all with, there's just some, just not, not being able to marry up kind of who he knew of Jesus and what he saw in some church churches and some church leadership and my heart was just so saddened for him speaking of how he used to sing of 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 Jesus and he had a a vibrancy about him and I was like you should you should so come to our church you should you should come along and I said look can I pray for you and he's like thinking I've got seven other I'm already early I'm enjoying this being early on time don't waste my time so I, I I got the chance to pray for him but his my heart has, has stayed with him in some, in, in some way, that there is a man there who used to sing to Jesus and isn't uh, anymore, has been bruised and broken. Maybe that's someone watching online, maybe that's someone in this building that you, that you used to have such a vibrancy in your relationship with God. You used to sing, you used to dance, you used to maybe even get a little Pentecostal about Jesus, but now you find yourself uh, just busying in life and running from one thing to the next. We also had a, a situation uh, um, this week. I, I've got um, four kids, as I mentioned, and um, 
Uh, one of them was at school, and, and someone from her class had seen something that was a, a kind of short horror film on YouTube uh, and decided to tell uh, one of my children about it. Uh, and so um, that child had kind of gone away, was supposed to be doing some um, spellings on the iPad, and had found a moment to get onto YouTube, uh, type in this title, and watch one minute of and 30 seconds of really horrible stuff. So Karis and I found out, and we both looked at each other in that kind of panicked, ah, kind of way. What are we going to do? Our child's damaged forever. Um, freaking out kind of thing. And um, we kind of sat with her, tried to gauge what, what had happened, how it had come together, just trying to be all kind of cool and calm, just make sure that we get all the information out of her as possible uh, that we need, um, whilst reassuring her that you know she's okay, and it was really good that she involved us. Long story short, we... we um, as we, Karis had a conversation with her mum, and mum was saying, look, why don't, why don't you just spend some time asking the Holy Spirit about the situation? So, um, so Karis um, takes, the, takes the child, and they go and sit down and go, look, why don't we just ask God what they think about this image? There's a particular character, this image. And then, um, yeah, my, so, so they, they sat down, um, and they had a listen. They said, God, how do you see it? And, and this child just said, wow. Mom, I just, I just saw this character, and then God was sat on top of it. But he was really, really, really big. But he wasn't, he wasn't hurting it. He was just totally squishing it with his love. And, and so the Holy Spirit just gave uh, my child this image that, of how much bigger God is. And then there was still there was some, there was some sounds associated with its character, so she was still a little bit um, she was uncomfortable about it. So, so we said, well, let's just ask God what about that noise that, that, is, that you're feeling scared, scared about. And so again, it was just still. And then and she looked up and she was like, Mom, Mom, there were thousands and thousands of angels just singing. Thousands of angels. Now, we, we do do Bible in our, in our home, and we will have touched on that in the Nativity, that there will be that. In the, but, but I believe that the Holy Spirit revealed something of heaven to my daughter that rescued her from from stuff that would otherwise have damaged and harmed and hurt. And I believe the Holy Spirit is so good at that. And we have been given a gift as the people of God that we can engage with for the likes of kids, for the likes of delivery drivers, for whoever it is. The Holy Spirit is powerful. Amen? Amen. A gift to us, the body of Christ, the people. So we are celebrating Pentecost today, and I do encourage you to clap. We can't shout out. But you can definitely clap or raise your hands. Let's get hand raising. Let's get clapping. <clears throat> preferably, preferably when you know that God's saying something cool, not necessarily in response to me, just to clarify. That's not what the clapping's about. Great. Should we read some Bible? Let's read some Bible. Let's, let's look, look at Acts 2. Um, so this, this is um, Pentecost. Now, Pentecost is, uh, well, the word Pentecost is from the Greek, which means 50. This is 50 days after the first kind of barley sheaf is presented. It was a, it, it, this wasn't the first time. We don't remember Pentecost because the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Pentecost was remembered a long, 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 long time. It was already a tradition. It was already a festival. And so there was, gathered in Jerusalem, there was about, well, there was hundreds and thousands of Jews and uh, converts to Judaism who had gathered into Jerusalem. 
masses of people who had gathered from across the Roman Empire. So you're thinking, if you want to have an impact across the Roman Empire, that would be a good day. That would be a good day to choose. There's some gathered people, and they're going to be scattered again. Talk about gathered and scattered. There's gathered, and they're going to be scattered again. God's thinking, hmm, Pentecost seems like a good day to equip the church for all that I want to do. There's a little bit of backstory. So on this scattered Sunday, let's, let's read from Acts chapter 2 and verse 1. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. That's the disciples. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one had heard them speaking in his own language. Utterly amazed, they asked, are not all these men who are speaking Galileans? Galileans, Galileans, sorry. <laughs> then, <laughs> Galileans, Galileans, sorry. Then how is it that each of us hears them in his own native language? Parthians, Medes and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, the place where you keep it cold and the place where you give out all the leaflets, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome. Just as we're reading this, just just imagine the geography. Just imagine the scope of people that are represented in these verses. Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, they have had too much wine. What an amazing moment as the Holy Spirit is poured out on a few to bless the many. As the Holy Spirit is poured out on a few a few being all of them, all of them who followed Jesus, were filled by the Holy Spirit in the middle of this gathering from nations. Jesus previously had said, I want, I want you to, to go to all nations, to make disciples of all nations. That might have seemed like a big task. That might have seemed like, I'm sure you're not talking about us 12, all nations, Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. I mean, that is, that is some scope creep, Jesus, they might have said. Like, that's a big deal. And then, maybe 40 days later, or 50 days later, however long it is, suddenly, before their very eyes, so much of that has already been brought to their front door, and the Holy Spirit fills them. Suddenly, that incredible task that seemed way beyond them was gifted to them in a moment by the Holy Spirit. And I want to remind us this morning that we are just broken vessels filled with the beautiful presence of God and part of his mission. 
So it might seem like a long, long distance between you and the person who lives closest to you. Maybe because of their behavior, because of their language, whatever it is. It might seem like a big distance between what God has called you to or the dreams that he's put in your heart to transform education or to transform business or industries or, or the creative arts or whatever it is. It might seem like a, a massive thing to consider Kenya and the, the amount of vaccinations that we would love to see happening. But the Holy Spirit is given to the church for God's purposes to be fulfilled. Amen? How exciting is that? I love that. I'm so sorry, Jonathan, we got distracted there. Let's get back into that. Where did I get up to? Amazed and perplexed. Oh, no, we had finished. We had finished, hadn't we? Thank you. So good. We don't need to go back to that reading. I'm so excited about what God can do in us and through us and with us when we get to grips with who he is. Mum, I've left a bunch of flowers behind that was supposed to be used for an illustration. Could you possibly bring it up? You get to all meet my mum. Everyone, everyone, this is Jill. You won't be be able to tell this because of the mask, but she is actually very beautiful. Even for a 50-year-old. Are you 50? A bit older. Great. Great. Bit of suspense there. Flowers, what's that about? We'll get there. Andrew, how long do you think I've got left? How long have I been talking for? I should wrap it up surely, shouldn't I? Oh, great. This is exciting. Right, let's go to, I'm going to just quickly go to John 14 just to get the, a reminder. This, this should, might not be new to us, but if it is, you're going to love it. Uh, this is uh, Jesus before he died. The, the passage we've been looking at is after he died and, raised, uh, and had gone to heaven. Before he died, he's speaking to the disciples and he talks about the Holy Spirit. And he says in verse 15, if you love me, you will obey what I command. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. Up until that point, Jesus was talking about, he, he gave the disciples in Matthew 10, 1, authority. There was an accompanying of the Holy Spirit. He's saying now it's gonna be, he's going to be in you. It's a different word, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans, I will come to you. I will be there for those moments when you see stuff that's horrific and you need redemption and you need healing. I'll be there for those moments when you're grieving and you can't even attend a funeral. I will be with you. I will be in you, the Holy Spirit says. The spirit of truth, he will lead us into all truth. I was... Um, looking a little bit at the backstory of the Spirit's work in the Old Testament. And, uh, and if you know the Old Testament, you know that the Spirit was still at work, was still at moving, was, was there right from the beginning. Uh, but it was often used for, for moments, and, and it was particular people, often princes, priests, and prophets, uh, was where the Holy Spirit would be used for specific things and specific deliverance moments. In Judges, you see uh, a time when everyone did what was right in their own eyes. You see this Samson guy who... 
the Spirit used powerfully in moments, but was so caught up in, their own, in his own desires and his own sinful flesh. The Bible talks about it. But actually, it was, it, it, his life looks a mess. I mean, God used him to deliver, but his life was messy. He had to use him. But often, despite all of the mess, and maybe as I talk about the, all that God could do through the church, maybe you're looking at yourself and thinking, I don't speak different languages. I don't have what it takes to walk next door. I, don't, I couldn't be bold with a delivery driver. I don't, I don't, all these reasons, all the reasons that you might think God couldn't use you powerfully to transform this nation or your town or some people in your back garden, all of those reasons, all of those reasons, the Holy Spirit, the Pentecost moment is the answer to it all. And part of the reason it's the answer to it all is because Jesus came, he died, and he rose again. He has conquered your sinful flesh, the mess that Samson had to struggle with. He has conquered that. We're the other side of the cross than Samson. And he explained in Colossians 2 is why Pentecost is so exciting. And we're going to read it briefly, and then we're just going to pray. Is anyone excited about that? I know you are at home. I know you are. Colossians 2, verse 9. Colossians written to a bunch of people who, who had started to just, just go with the flow with all sorts of pick and mix spirituality. Yes, it's Jesus, but we also have to do this and we have to beat our bodies up a little bit. And it was all sorts of complex kind of contamination of the truth of who Jesus is. And Paul writes in verse 9, For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And you have been given fullness in Christ, who is the head over every power and authority. In him you were also circumcised in the putting off of the sinful nature. Not with a circumcision done by the hands of man, but with the circumcision done by Christ, having been buried with him in baptism and raised with him through your faith in the power of God who raised him from the dead. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your sinful nature, God made you alive with Christ. You are alive with Christ. You're alive with Christ. In Christ, all the fullness of God dwells. And you're alive in Christ. That sinful nature, the stuff that you might, the, all the reasons, all the reasons, your brokenness, the stuff you did yesterday, the, the word you said the other day, the way, you, whatever it is, whatever reason you would say, God can't use me. Here says that sinful flesh has died. It's been put to death. So today we can celebrate Pentecost, not because you earned the Holy Spirit, not because you're good enough for the Holy Spirit, not because you're really well positioned for the Holy Spirit to use you, but because God is on a mission to rescue his kids. And we can be part of that mission. We can be part of that move of God. The Holy Spirit is not given so that we can feel better about ourselves and our lives on a Sunday morning. He's given as a fuel for missions flame as we head out. And as we transform broken places, I am so sad that there are at least 30 kids in a school in Presbury who don't have the Holy Spirit to help them deal with some horrific stuff that they might have seen. We did tell the teacher, by the way. Always tell the teacher if you, you need to. But, but the, the, we, there's a world that needs the presence of God coming in and bringing about rescue. And we 
can no longer discount ourselves from being part of that. We are the disciples. We are the ones who follow Christ, empowered by his Holy Spirit. So today I got to walk in, and I walked past the cemetery up in Presbury, and I bought some flowers. Just as a little reminder that my sinful nature has died. Your sinful nature, if you have asked Jesus into your life, that stuff that you feel like you're wrestling with or that stuff that you feel like might hinder you or inhibit you or all the reasons that you might carry shame and not feel able to be used by God to, to tell the good news of who Jesus is. That was part of the, the power of the Holy Spirit speaking in different languages, not just to show off so that it all sounded, but to, to declare the glory of God in a way that could be heard. The Holy Spirit can give you the language you need for your neighbor, for your workplace colleague, for the person you're studying with at the moment. But we need to remember that there's now some flowers by the side of where the sinful nature was laid. Because we we've been died, we, we went down into death in our baptism and we've come up to new life. So Pentecost is exciting because the cross happened and the Holy Spirit can do wonders through his broken church. Amen.